Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This podcast is sponsored by Babydo, a dedicated pregnancy support brand providing only the best products with the biggest benefits for you and your baby. From birthing balls to pregnancy support belts, they help pregnant ladies relieve those dreaded aches and pains. Visit them today at www.babygo.uk and get a whole 10% off this Christmas using my code CLUELESS10 on checkout. I'm Nadia Essex. I'm best known for giving out dating advice to celebrities. And when it comes to dating relationships, I know my stuff. However, life has thrown me the ultimate curveball. I'm pregnant and I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Now, instead of dishing out the advice, darlings, I need your help. So whether you're a mum-to-be like me or already super mum of the year, we are all in this together. Welcome to the Clueless Mum Podcast. Welcome, my darlings. Hello. I'm going to start with an apology. I'm, I might sound a bit hoarse. I might cough and splutter my way through this week because I, I officially have a cold. I actually haven't had any sort of illness apart from pregnancy illness from my whole pregnancy. I've been very lucky. So no colds, no coughs, really, no flus. I've been very, I feel like my immune system's been like rock solid. And this week I caught a chill and this is the third day now. So hopefully I'm up out the other side um but i have been bed bound um because there's nothing really we can take i will never ever ever take lemsip drinks for granted ever again they are they they're foul they taste disgusting but oh my god what i would give to be able to down a lemsip lemon drink with hot water right now and just feel the tingle of it go down when it all starts like with your muscles making them feel all relaxed and then you start feeling good and and then you start getting a bit all like delirious because you feel so good because you've been feeling so bad I would I would give a lot for that right now but alas I cannot I took some paracetamol last night that didn't touch the sides. I don't think paracetamol is designed for cold and flu symptoms. I don't have the flu. Cold symptoms. <laughs> and if you were listening about the jabs, then I do have a cold, but it still hasn't changed my mind really on the flu jab. I still don't think I'm going to have the flu jab, even though I have a cold. I don't know if that's the right thing to do. I still have time. My appointment's not till like two weeks. So I've got time to decide, but I still think I'm not going to have the flu jab. But what being sick has made me really grateful for with all the sort of things that I'm like, oh, I wish I could take Lemsip, is just how lucky I am. I feel so blessed that I am able to be bed bound for three days. I am so in awe of women who are 
probably right now listening to this who have other children jobs nine to five jobs or nine to five as if as if those are the hours that women work these days um but you know full-time jobs and responsibilities and do not have anywhere close to the luxury of being able to be in bed for three days you are you're just my heroes because if I, I I said this from the beginning of my pregnancy if I had a normal full-time job I would have been sacked a long time ago I mean you guys know how poorly I've been with this pregnancy it's been one thing after another so any employer I'm sure would have sacked me a long time ago um but I do feel very blessed very blessed that I was able to lay in bed binge watch modern family and just try and get better that's the most important thing and speaking about being in awe of women I mean I I don't know if you could know how much I love you anymore because I just think you're the most amazing people on this planet but I wanted to spend some time speaking particularly about single mummies if you follow me on my social media (laughs) If you don't, then you should. But if you follow me on my social media, then you will see on my Instagram, I did a shout out to single mummies in a post asking for your stories and your experiences just because I am facing motherhood as a single mother. I I have different days in terms of how I feel about it. Overall, the way I feel about the prospect of being a single mum is completely empowered. I feel very lucky. I'm very, very grateful that I get to do this on my terms. We were walking the dog the other day in Chiswick and there was a couple with a toddler. And by God, I mean the resentment between them. You know, I just think she asked him to pick up the ball that had rolled on the floor and they just were seething with each other and bickering. And I just thought, I don't have to put up with any of that drama at all. Like, I'm completely in control. I, I'm, I get to choose my baby's name. I get to choose how, really, how my baby is raised fundamentally. Um, I get to choose the nurseries and the sky. I basically get to make the decisions and I don't have to compromise. And I think that, as someone who is a self confessed control freak, you know, that appeals to my <laughs> control freak nature because it's fantastic. I don't have to compromise at all. I remember reading a story. Um, of a celeb mum recently and I won't say who but they were talking about naming their baby and they just couldn't come to a decision on what to name their baby in the end she had to compromise because he didn't like any of her suggestions so they found a compromise which I'm sure they're really happy with but she had to compromise and I'm like yeah nah not for me darlings <laughs> like I'm choosing my baby's name like that's all on me I don't care if you don't like it I mean obviously I care if people don't like it but I don't really like it's my choice and I'm 
happy about my choice and I'm proud of my choice. So I don't know, I just feel really empowered. I feel really positive. I feel really, really lucky that I get the opportunity to raise this child without interference of somebody that may parent differently to me. Does that sound really selfish and weird? I don't know. It's just, I feel, I feel, I feel like this is a a challenge that I've been given by the universe and I'm ready for that challenge. On the flip side, especially after being bedbound for three days, you know, I know it's really, really difficult because I have had nobody here to look after me. I've had nobody here to take care of me. I've had nobody here to go out and buy a loaf of bread for me. Um, I have a dog, so I'm the person that's had to take my dog out for a walk, even though I'm, you know, feeling like death. I've had to do those things. And there really isn't anyone there to pick up the slack. There isn't anyone there to help you or help me. It's, it's quite hard. It's quite difficult. I have been single for quite a long time now. So for me, I'm kind of half used to it in terms of I've dated, obviously, darlings. Um, but I haven't cohabited um, for a long time. I, I, for a few months, lived with my friend, but I haven't actually lived with a partner for about 10 years now. So I kind of, you, you do, you get used to just doing doing it by yourself, getting shit done that needs to be done. And I do definitely feel apprehensive. I do definitely feel that there is going to be some times where it's going to be really difficult because it's just going to be me and a baby and a dog and (laughs) I'm going to cry, no doubt. But the, the sort of strength that I feel knowing that I can do it completely overpowers any insecurities I may have. And they do come to the surface every now and then. But overall, like I say, I feel really, really blessed and privileged that I've been given this opportunity to raise this human being. And I really, I kind of have free reign. Like, you know, watch out world. Like this, this child, I mean, they could turn into something like phenomenal. We could be watching, or I could be giving birth to like, the next Steven Spielberg or Steve Jobs or I don't really want to say anyone in government because that's just yawn I would hate for my child to be in government not because it's government just because the abuse that all politicians receive is a nightmare and I don't think they get any ugh, no definitely not but somebody may amazing and I could be I could be part of the mold that helps that child grow into that person And I just, I'm really thankful that, you know, this is my chance to shine. And overall, shine I will, I'm sure. So a lot of people have messaged me in the old DMs about being a single mum. I think the majority of women that are facing single motherhood um, are scared. The majority of women that are single mothers, however, are have just left some really lovely advice and really lovely stories and I just want to read a few out because single mums if if the, if you guys 
didn't exist, the world would stop turning. It would. We just did. We would implode. So we need you. And I don't think you get anywhere near the recognition that you deserve. And so I just want to pick a couple of people out and just to say thank you for your inspiring stories because I know that people are reading my Instagram, reading your comments, and it's making them feel better because it's making me feel better. So Lil2711 on Instagram has said, I had my daughter completely alone. Her father didn't want to know. Scariest, but best thing I've ever done. She's now two and is the most amazing little girl. It's a shame he doesn't want to know her, but it really is his loss. And you know what, Lil? I have no doubt that's absolutely true. I think if if you don't want to be involved in your child's life, it is your loss because children are, you know, a blessing. So good for you for being amazing. Another comment from Marcy Parsi underscore 10. She says... I told the father, he promised me the world. I moved across the world for him because I didn't want my child to grow up the way I did. Unfortunately, where I'm from, we had to get married. My daughter is nine now and I'm divorced, but my daughter knows both her parents love her dearly. Don't do things to please others because only you can decide what's best for you. I think that's the most profound comment that anyone's ever put on my social media that I cannot tell you how much I agree with. We kind of do things in life a lot for other people to keep the peace, you know, no drama, keep no aggravation, quote unquote, do the right thing, yawn. Um, and actually, in our gut, it's not the right thing at all. So thank you, Marcy Parsi underscore 10, because you really encompass an amazing woman who is sharing her story and going to inspire others. You inspire me. So all I can say is thank you very much. And then finally, we have a lovely comment from Lauren underscore Jade 91. I became a single mum when my son was 10 weeks old. Things just weren't working out with his dad. And things came to an end. I enjoy being a single mum and seeing the joy on my boy's face every day. I won't lie, it's very demanding, but I have a happy, healthy baby who means more to me than anything in the world. I found that routine helps us a lot. He's still in contact with his dad and we're still amicable, but we are happier apart. Lauren Jade, my girl, like, you just sum it up, darling. This is exactly exactly the type of wonderful strong amazing woman who you know they it just you're I can tell you're such an amazing parent and everybody that commented on my Instagram thank you so much honestly it's just amazing reading all of your stories and thank you for all the dms when you are alone having what feels like a community changes everything and you guys are my community and I hopefully feel like you guys feel the same way about me um, because I think together we are creating something extremely special where we support each other, we inspire each other and we admire each other in a really healthy way and I just think 
I don't care what anyone says, we are changing the world, darlings. The clueless mum family, we're doing it. Keep sending over your stories. Keep telling me about any advice that you have. I'm totally clueless. I need you guys. So I'm all ears, darlings. This podcast is sponsored by Parent Chum, the hub for everything parenthood. Parent Chum provides an online destination where parents can go to get support, make new friends and join a community of mums and dads. Parent Chum is the place to openly express how you feel. You can watch a video, read a blog from an everyday parent, watch a free webinar, get support from experts, be part of an empowering forum and so much more. Go check them out on social media and if you've got a question for them, remember to use the hashtag HeyChummy. Welcome back, darlings. Still got a cold, still horsey. I feel like I'm going to do a Friends reference. If you haven't watched Friends, jump on it. Um, I feel like Phoebe Buffay, you know, when she gets her cold and she does her sticky shoes song and she goes all sexy and it's all amazing. That's how I feel. You probably can't even notice the difference, but I certainly can hear it. Um, But I feel very, very sexy in my voice, not in my body, which actually is what we're going to talk about now. So my relationship with my body has always been, it's not even been a love-hate, it's actually probably mostly been a hate. I always felt fat, I always felt like chubby, I always felt overweight, I never felt slim I mean I was like two foot tall <laughs> so, you know any weight that I carried was always going to show because I'm so short and I never had the growth spurt that most sort of young adults or teenagers or whatever age they have growth toddlers what I don't know what age kids have growth spurts this is something you're gonna have to tell me as well darling because I don't have a clue but whenever one does have said growth spurt it kind of missed the boat with me so I've always really struggled with my weight. Um, I have the fat gene from both sides of my family. So both my mother and my father. It's completely in the genetics as well as what I eat. Um, and so, yeah, I've really struggled. And usually I am the epitome of yo-yo dieter. Look it up in the dictionary. You will see my face. Because I just get into a really bad habit I've been dieting for oh realistically I have been dieting for nearly two decades realistically um pretty unsuccessful I think if you (laughs) I think if you go on a two decade diet then it's quite clear that uh whatever happens whatever you're doing probably isn't working Um, But in general, I mean, I went on a big health kick last year and I lost like over a stone in six weeks and I was really thin and amazing and gorgeous and I felt wonderful. And then surprise, surprise, you go back to normal eating and I kind of put a lot of it back on. And then I fell pregnant. And obviously the beginning of my pregnancy was very tough. I was very poorly. I had terrible sickness. I was not eating anywhere near enough calories to get me through in fact I lost 
a kilo in between my very first midwife appointment and then my 12-week scan, I lost a kilo, which in a week. I don't know how much a kilo is, but I lost weight. It, the scales went down. And so I was like, okay. And then I started to feel better and I was like, okay. And I started to eat. And I, I don't believe in the whole myth eating for two. I think it's crap. I think a long time ago it was dispelled. And, you know, you do just hear horror stories of women that find it really difficult to get rid of their baby weight because they overindulge during their pregnancy. And I'm very mindful that it's very difficult for me to lose weight. You know, I'm four foot 11. And if I put on four pounds, it looks like a stone because the weight goes straight to my face and straight to my tummy. So as I've, the weeks have gone by, I've actually felt really good about my body. I felt very, my body kind of stayed the same and just my tummy got bigger and I was really proud of my tummy. It was the first time I didn't have to suck my tummy in. Everywhere I went, I realized how often I would walk into a room and I'd be holding in my tummy. And it's not until you realize that it's completely useless endeavor to hold it in because it's popping out because you're pregnant that you kind of get used to it. And you're like, yeah. And then I was vibing with it. Like there's more pictures of my tummy on my social media than you probably have ever seen in your entire life because I just don't post you know, tummy pictures. But now I'm like, yeah. This week, however, something's changed. I'm 26 weeks. And this week I've really, really noticed that I'm actually starting to get fat. And before you roll your eyes and, you know, everyone's like, oh, Nadi, you're not fat, you're pregnant. I know. <laughs> I totally understand. But I'm starting to get bigger in other places apart from my tummy. So I now can't fit into my size 10 leggings, which of course I'm pregnant, I know, but they were really stretchy. So I thought I'd be lucky and get away with it. And I bought some size, I think it was like 12 to 14 knickers from Primark, which come up large anyway. And obviously they haven't fit my whole pregnancy. And now I'm really, they're the only ones I probably can fit into. And my face is getting fatter and I'm starting to notice it I'm starting to notice it more like in the mirror. When I look in the mirror, I see like a fatter face, fatter arms, fatter legs, and everything's just starting to get bigger. And it's triggered a really interesting reaction because normally through my 20 odd years of dieting, I would reach a certain level of quote unquote fatness and something would trigger in my brain that I would need to go on a diet. And then I would, and I would lose the weight and I'd work really hard and I'd lose the weight. And then when I got to go away, then I'd sort of go back to normal life. This time around, I've had the trigger. So my, my brain is telling me, you need to go on a diet. But then obviously I've got the other half of my brain that's like, don't be so bloody ridiculous. <laughs> You're pregnant. You can't diet during pregnancy. But then the, the other side of my brain is like, well, you kind of can if you maybe start like eating just really healthy food and like make sure that everything you're putting in your body is like really organic and really healthy and like lots of like healthy, nutritious stuff. And then the other side of my brain is like, but 
vegetables and salad isn't going to cut it and actually makes you feel sick what you're what you're craving is carbs and I'm eating a lot of bread and so it's just I'm having this weird battle between I don't know where it comes from it's not a subconscious because I'm conscious of it but maybe a learned behavior that I've got to a level where I look in the mirror and aesthetically I'm not happy with what I see and so a little alarm has gone off in my brain that says you need to diet and I feel like I need to diet but then I feel the other side of me is being like don't be so ridiculous you crazy woman that's the most stupid thing I've ever heard any advice on how to counteract this maybe I mean like I suppose what I'm asking is, did you did you feel the same way? Did you get to a stage in your pregnancy where you were like, whoa? Um, and if you did get to the stage in your pregnancy, what did you do? Did you just ignore the voice in your head that told you to diet and just cracked on normally? Or did you start trying to be more mindful around the food that you're eating? Or what did you do? Because it's very difficult. So one thing I'm really scared of is I'm really scared of, pregnancy diabetes and I say scared I'm not worried worried but obviously it's a real danger pregnancy diabetes and preeclampsia are two really dangerous things that I do think are food related and obviously I've been very pregnant I've been extremely poorly with my pregnancy and so the last thing I need is another thing to add to the list now I know unfortunately I'm craving all sweet stuff and a lot of meat which makes me feel sick at the thought of it but that's what my body is craving so yeah I'm just gonna have to get it together really I think um but I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts so please come come over to my social media come over to my Instagram let me know what you think any advice you have on this darlings please let me know because you know I love to eat so what's a girl gonna do tell me help me darlings thank you for listening to the clueless mum podcast please let me know what you think by leaving a review on the apple podcast store and please subscribe because each week i'm getting closer to my due date and i'm scared i need your support